Welcome to Overboost 28. Overboost is a podcast interview series featuring discussions with speedrunners about their history in speedrunning and gaming and the runs they're passionate about. I am your host, PMC Trilogy, and with me today is DE Cosmic. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. No, it's delightful. Now, so I always like to start these with some current events, but I, I have to do a specific regional thing right now. I looked at I, I I've seen your name around for a while. You know, I'd seen you doing RE stuff, DMC stuff, and um, and I never asked. I never thought to ask, what's up with the DE? Oh, uh, the and, DE stands for uh, Delaware. I looked at your Twitter so, bio, yeah. and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's Delaware. Okay, <laughs> so we're actually yeah. yeah. People always go, is it Deutschland or Delaware? And I always have to tell them it's it's Delaware. I'm not actually, I don't have this, like, I'm not an accentless German. So, but yeah, it's Delaware. It's just a name that I had um, when I was doing fighting game tournaments, uh, just to avoid, like, being in the same bracket as people that I drove to these tournaments with. I would put DE in front of the name, and then I, and I, when I joined Twitch with that account, I just left that on there. And then I was just like, oh, whatever, it doesn't fucking matter when I started streaming. So I was like, I just, I'll just leave it on there. And now I get to explain it. It's great. Of course, it's funny for me because I, I uh, you know, I'm in, I'm in South Jersey right outside of Philadelphia. So I'm like, oh, Delaware, you know, <laughs> I, get to, I don't really have any, I feel like my hot takes about Delaware are pretty standard ones. Like, you know, why is there a toll on the Delaware Turnpike and Etc. I, I think one time I took the Cape May ferry from Cape May to Rehoboth Beach, so I have like a pretty standard standard understanding. I mean, there's no sales tax. This is where Fight Club also took place. It was that that book? You know, was mm-hmm. the, the the main character lives in Wilmington, Delaware, uh, one of the highest, one of the most dangerous cities in America, too. Fun fact. Interesting. See, uh, I, I yeah. always think of Delaware as a corporate haven more than anything else, too. You know, every every corporation's incorporated in Delaware. Yeah, it's really weird that, like, Market Street is just this big, uh, like, epicenter, basically, of all these corporations. But at the same time, Wilmington is, like, it's pretty dangerous as far as I'm aware. It's why I don't go to Wilmington much. But So, one more question on this regional subject before we get to, to gaming history. Uh, in, in one, I think it was one of your, maybe it was the Resident Evil 5 Thunderthon recording that I had watched in preparation for this interview. Uh, you, you've made, of course, a Wawa joke. Yes. And, yeah. And so I would just wanted to ask, like, what is your? Now I understand. I haven't been honestly. Besides gas, I haven't been to inside a Wawa since March. But okay, in, in a normal in a normal world, what would be your normal Wawa order? I usually either go with the the meatball sub or the the cheesesteak. Uh, occasionally, there's like the buffalo chicken mac and cheese that they have, which is really really damn good. But like a cheesesteak with some provolone and sriracha sauce on there. That's uh, that's pretty damn good. Are you a gobbler so, fan? Not really. No, no I'll no. be honest. Um, not a big like turkey and gravy type person. So the idea of that just like getting getting the bread soggy. Just like mm-hmm. I'm a big like texture eater. So not a big fan. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into the history then. Uh, for you, where does gaming start? Is it something from family, friends? How's that get into your life? Uh, I mean, obviously, I engaged with it kind of passively when I was growing up from, like, family, friends and stuff. They would have, like, game consoles. And, of course, you know, when you're a kid and you're just like, oh, games, let me play for a little while or whatever. I would say that it definitely definitively entered my life as something 
uh i don't remember exactly what age i was but i think that the first like game device that i owned was a game boy color and uh with pokemon red and then but that i think was more of an extension of me being a fan of pokemon than me like enjoying gaming so i would say that gaming is like a hobby definitely into with like the ps1 and the first game i ever owned for that was like star wars episode one jedi power battles which was like this uh i think you probably know what i'm talking about that game was sick dude that game was so good i enjoyed the hell out of that that's probably one of the better ones to have that's better than having like masters of terascasi or something you know (laughs) i had that one too (laughs) that was later down the line but i had that one that game was cool i was kind of disappointed that it was a a fighting game i wanted like another action adventure Mm -hmm. game but you know it is what it is but that was where i really like because that was you know where i ended up playing like the spyro games the crash games all that sort of thing so definitely the ps1 and then later on the ps2 was really where like i think it became a big part of of my life now do you do you feel like there is a uh something i like to ask too is obviously you know we're we're now adults with jobs and so we buy all (laughs) our games is there a turning point where you really took sort of possession or ownership of your hobby, and that could mean one of several things, right? That means you could you saved allowance money and bought your own console, or you got your first job and bought something, or you know something later down the road, even. Uh, it was definitely when I got a job at like eighteen, because my parents were pretty uh, adamant about me not having a job, like when I was in high school, just because they wanted me to focus on school, which mm-hmm. I was like, okay, fair enough, sure, you know. Yeah. Um. Then when college and like having a, cause I worked while I was in like throughout all of college, except for senior year, I worked. So that was really when I started buying all of, uh, all my stuff, uh, was definitely like starting with like when I was 18, uh, I think I remember buying like Skyrim on launch day. Okay. Um, and that was like, I think that was like one of the, the first big purchases. I mean, I forget exactly when that game came out. There's been so many like re-releases. I don't actually remember the original I release think date. It came out in, I want to say 2011. I, I feel uh, then, like uh, okay. I can maybe. Um, well, I'll was, do that it was definitely not yet. one of the big fir- first big purchases, but I remember playing like yeah, yeah. 2011. Okay, 2011. Okay, then I'm I'm remembering it a little bit far far forward from from it, but yeah, like in 2008, um, that was really about I think the turning point mm-hmm. as far as like because I always used to have to share with my brother um, when when I was a kid, uh, my parents weren't going to buy us like you know two of everything, so. Uh, when I became an adult and it was like, okay, I can finally start buying things for myself. That was like a a really big turning point as far as like being able to actually fully enjoy a game because it's like, you know, controller passing. There's only, I think that experiencing a game through, through some weird osmosis like that, because it's like for 15 minutes, you experience it firsthand. And then for another 15 minutes, you have to experience it secondhand. Uh, it's, it's very different actually getting to experience the whole game on your terms uh, as opposed to that. So, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, so at that point, I know you were trying to speculate on what, what game might've been the first one. Would your first big hardware purchase have been, you know, one of those seven gen consoles or were you mostly focused on PC? Uh, I didn't actually purchase like a gaming PC until like 2013. Mm. Um, I want to say maybe like, um, I don't, I don't actually remember what was coming out like around 2008, except for like Devil May Cry 4, but I had already bought that at that point. Uh, or maybe I had gotten that for like some birthday or something, um, because that was when I was still in high school, technically. 
Um, but yeah, like all of 2000, 2008 to 2011, the gaming then just like is kind of a blur for me. I'd have to actually like check mm-hmm, sure. what, what, like what was big that came out around that time. But I didn't, I think that 2011, I remember for sure purchasing and double dipping on uh, Ultimate or on Mobile versus Capcom 3 when that dropped. Uh, because I bought a 360 because I wanted to play Fable and I had never played Fable. Um, so I bought it in preparation for not only double dipping on Marvel three, but also playing like fable and some other exclusives that I never got around to, um, just cause I wanted to be able to play with, cause that was, you know, when, when cross play wasn't even like mm-hmm. in the thoughts of anybody. So I, I bought it to, to play with people on that system. And I just, I remember playing it like a few times and then just hating the, the 360 controller. So I never played that game like after month one on 360. um, and that was really when I um, when I got into like the fighting game community and stuff was with that game as well. So, all right. So this is funny because I fighting games are something I've never really played myself. But something the thing that got me into Twitch, watching lots and lots of Twitch, was was first Evo, and then generally I watched a ton of Marvel versus Capcom three tournaments. I just found them really enjoyable you know, to have on while I was doing whatever. Uh, what I. Maybe give me a little history of your involvement, and also if you can tell me what your teams would have been. I'm very curious. Um, my involvement was like so. Actually, I started like fighting games with like Tekken Six, and I purchased that in like 2010. Um, but my my stint with Tekken Six was pretty brief. I want to say because I was always like working and stuff. But my involvement, as far as like Marvel Three went, was um. During 2011, I was still finishing up school, so it was like less. There was like less involvement, but come like 2012 through 2014, uh, when I graduated college and stuff, I was basically just traveling up and down like the East Coast with my group of buddies, like going to tournaments and everything. Um, I wouldn't say I was like anything super special at the game, but um, I definitely it was like people knew me around like regional places and stuff. It was like, and I played. Uh, spoilers i played dante and virgil uh and i played strider as okay. well strider uh, good, good good for for a brief period i did play uh crimson viper dante and strider uh that was like one of my day one teams for when ultimate dropped um during vanilla i played like dante wolverine doom or something like that uh, i did not once once virgil and strider dropped though i was like okay these are these are the characters that i want to play but I also was very stuck on the idea of like Crimson Viper as being this really, really good character. And I wanted to prove that she was a really good character. Uh, so I remember like when all the hype around Phoenix Wright was still around mm. and I was in like the basement of like a dive bar in Philly, uh, getting like this perfect, getting this like perfect on a, a Phoenix Wright player with, uh, with Crimson Viper and, and, you know, all these sweaty people just around me. Like the the space was like probably the width of my bedroom. Basically, uh, it was a it was a crazy time. Um, and then just hearing somebody making R. Kelly references in the background whenever somebody got a perfect. You know, it was a, it was a yeah, good time no, in the, uh, the early twenty tens. Yeah. That was the time. That was a period of time. <laughs> No. But uh, yeah, I, I eventually ended up sticking with with Dante, Virgil, and Strider just because, like, after a point, Sea Viper did not command respect from a lot of people because mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like if you think too much and the other person is just not thinking at all, 
uh, and you're not good enough to like play down to that level on a whim. And I wasn't good enough to play down to that level on a whim. Um, you, you might as well just play a, a dumber like character basically. So I just ended up switching to Virgil. Yeah. It was, uh, it was Virgil seemed pretty strong. From what I, it was, from what it I was extremely strong. And it was funny because I told people from day one, this character's like top three and nobody believed me. And, you know, there, there was some talk on like the, the short you can forums like, Oh, Virgil's like top 10 at best, but he's like top five when he goes into devil trigger. And I'm like, you're all insane. Play the game don't talk to me and then virgil takes over you know like months down the line but that was when everybody was like talking about dark wesker and they were still talking about like oh phoenix is really strong wolverine's still really strong but they learned eventually you know the power the power of uh (laughs) the dark lord virgil yeah yeah i know that definitely it's you know as someone who is purely almost purely a spectator seeing the the like the sort of meta shift over that early 2010s period was just a lot of fun i don't know like i i tried to get into watching other fighting games after that nothing ever really hit the way that marvel 3 did at least as a, as a spectator now have you played uh have you been involved in other scenes i know you mentioned tekken 6 marvel 3 um i i like i want to say that i've been involved in a lot of scenes but i kind of like come and go i, I kind of like came and went from a lot of other scenes mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, even as a, like as a spectator, Mar- like nothing hits like Marvel three. And as a player, for me, you know, nothing really has done it since like Marvel three did. Uh, and I sort of regret falling out of that uh, around the time that I did. Um, but I like I moved into Tekken Tag two for a while. Um, I played Virtua Fighter five Final Showdown very briefly. Uh, I want to say that the next most involved I was in a game was probably like Blaze Blue. Um, was it Chrono? Yeah, it was Chrono Phantasma, and uh, I think I played like yeah, that, that was like the the version of like I played Ragged in the Blood Edge, and because you know it's the the white haired dude in the red coat with the big sword. You know, I've never played one of those characters, never, not not at all. <laughs> um, it sounds like somewhat white. You said white hair, I, <laughs> big white sword, hair, big sword has a devil trigger. You know, hmm, um, hmm, hmm, edgy too. Um, but. <laughs> No, I I played that for a little while. Uh, I also played like Guilty Gear a little bit, but I've I've always tried to to dabble in a lot of games. It, it was like fighting games are just really really interesting to me. Even if I wasn't going to play a game, I'd want to like buy it and dig into training mode for a while. Um, I think probably I, I played uh, Dragon Ball Fighters as well for a little bit too, and then they nerfed Android sixteen like six times. Yeah, and I was like cool now there's no reason to play the grappler anymore good excellent now Um, now i know it it flopped but did you did you play any infinite at all uh i did play a little bit infinite um it was one of those things where um i wanted to like it uh more than i did and i played like dante dormammu Mm -hmm. quite a bit and uh, that was definitely a team where like you needed to use like five percent of your brain power (laughs) in order to win with it uh, those two characters were like super, super strong. And I tried to, to get into other teams uh, using Dante, like Dante and Strider or Dante and Winter Soldier. But the, the game just didn't feel didn't feel good. Um, even like watching it, I would just feel like nothing. You know, I, I would turn on streams of it and just be like, this is this is not the game I want to sign up to play. I also did play Injustice for a little while, too. Injustice 1. 
I actually remember skipping out on my pulls for that because I realized that morning that my passion for the game was not there. Mm-hmm. So I just like, yeah. I just went and just played like something else. So, okay. So we talked a little about, about fighting game stuff. And obviously one of the questions I often ask is, you know, what sort of a multiplayer stuff did you get into? And certainly I think we can all <laughs> rightly infer yeah. that that's been a big part of it. Uh, two of the games that we're going to be talking about, uh, Devil May Cry 5, Resident Evil 5, are obviously, you know, like sequels way down the line in long running mm-hmm. series. And so I wanted to ask, uh, maybe with Devil May Cry first, have you been playing that series since it's first been released? And, you know, have, is it something you stuck with, you know, up to, because obviously we're going to talk DMC 5 specifically, but I'm just curious yeah. what your relationship to the DMC series is. I remember being exposed to DMC one. Um, I want to say it was a few years after release maybe, but I don't my, actually no, it was probably the year of release because I went over uh, a childhood friend's house and he was borrowing it from someone and he had been playing it. And I was like, damn, this game looks sick, you know? Um, but like every time, like I would come over, we, you know, we were kids in the, in the early 2000s so we would go outside to do stuff we did we weren't nerds yet uh or i wasn't as much of a nerd yet uh to just stay inside and play games all day but so a lot of my my experience with that was like really i guess i i guess i would call it more like passive experience because i would see him play it a little bit and i had like some some gaming magazines like electronic game monthly and stuff Mm -hmm, where they, I would, or tips and tricks where I would read. I actually remember reading their entire section on devil may cry Two like multiple times. And I was like, this sounds pretty cool actually. Um, but I do also remember them saying something about the guns being really strong and that even back then, you know, um, I didn't actually, experienced the devil may cry series firsthand until like 2006 when i bought um devil may cry 3 and i knew that i wanted i knew i was going to like it because i liked what i had seen of uh devil may cry 1 and i remember like totally falling in love with uh devil may cry 3 uh it was my it was like my favorite game for you know 14 years or whatever or 13 years i guess and then I remember seeing in GameStop the the PS2 like fifth anniversary collection of Devil May Cry, and that had Devil May Cry one, two, and three in it. And I I had just bought like the standalone version of DMC three, and I was just like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just gonna buy this this whole thing because I want to play one and two again, or I want to play one and two like for the first time. And then I bought you know DMC four in, or I got I probably got DMC four for a birthday gift in like 2008. So yeah, I've with that series for a long time uh, a very long time and then what about i mean so resident evil goes back even farther is that a similar story of course resident evil 2 also has some big some big changes i mean you have classic re but it, it often feels mm-hmm. like re4 lives in a separate universe so curious where you that's are true. with that with that series uh it's that's a very interesting one because a lot of that was another series that like i experienced a lot of it like secondhand but this is more like hearsay and like a girl that i had a crush on for in high school for a long time was really really into resident evil and i was just like i should probably play these games at some point or try to get my hands on them if i want to talk to her about something other than school um but 
I just I I remember just not being super interested in them or like my parents would be like, no, that doesn't seem like a good idea. And I was just like, okay, I guess. Um, And I remember like hanging out with her and some of her some of her friends at a birthday party and they were playing Resident Evil 4 for a little bit. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But I didn't actually like the like Resident Evil 5 is the first Resident Evil that I bought and played like at all. Oh, Um, and that was mostly like at her behest because she was like, they added co-op to five. And this is after she had told me she didn't like me, you know, in that capacity and that she just wanted to be friends. But I, she was like, well, they added co-op to five. You're going to buy it and we're going to play it. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So I ended up playing through that game. Like I played that game for like hundreds of hours, probably because I played through it with her. I played through it with a bunch of other friends. I played through it like by myself um like multiple difficulties multiple mercenary runs it was it's a great game it was just like it was a big part of uh early college life for sure Mm. that's interesting see i i I often assume just because you know again re4 is such like a a a deal that a Mm -hmm. lot of people because a lot of like when re5 came out for me a lot of people i know you know who went into that were doing it in very much based off re4 experience so that's a really interesting interesting history uh but we'll 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 get to maybe to more re5 itself i want to ask so besides the fgc stuff did you have other big uh multiplayer gaming phases you know like uh a moba first person shooters things like that um I mean, when I was a kid, not really, no. I always preferred just playing games by myself. I would hang out with friends and, and play, like, Halo or whatever. Um, but I never owned, like, a base Xbox or anything like that. And I really just... I don't... I, like, even though I told myself I wanted to, to get these games, I never ended up, like, acting on it. Because outside of, of fighting game stuff, which I didn't even know I was going to be into until I tried it, you know. I've I tried to play, like, multiplayer shooters and stuff uh like cod or halo or whatever and i was just never really into it but i played like payday for a while Mm -hmm. payday 2 um and i played league of legends from like 2013 to uh when the heck was it probably like 2016 2017 um but that was that was the big i think the fgc stuff was probably like the biggest thing oh yeah uh, if you're you're traveling and hanging and going to physical venues like i feel that's you know that's that's a much that's a much bigger investment than a matchmaking queue. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's very very hard to replace like those years of my mind with anything else that had like more impact. Well, let's talk about things that that are maybe also impacting you though. Which is how did you first learn about speedrunning? Uh, definitely through GDQ, uh, like a lot of people. And it was interesting because my perception of GDQ and like speedrunning as a whole was like, oh, people play like Nintendo games because that's what GDQ prominently features is like, you know, Nintendo games or stuff like, you know, like really, really popular games, essentially. And I remember the turning point for me where I was like, okay, maybe this is something that I'm really interested in is seeing in 2017 Maxi Lopes's DMC1 run. And I was like, oh, so this isn't just like Mario, Zelda, Metroid uh, type stuff. Maybe this is everything, you know. And I think I remember I remember being a little bit more invested in the event after seeing that because it was like, well, let me watch out for for other games rather than just like seeing um, 
you know, like the usual suspects or whatever. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely it was, I forget exactly what GDQ event it was. Maybe it was when Halo 2 Legendary was there. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was the same event as Maxi, but I don't remember. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I especially hear you too when it comes to sort of opening up the the possible universe. Like, um, actually, so now you said, uh, what, what? now you mentioned remembering or recalling the Maxi's DMC run at HDQ 27 is a big thing, but you had been watching GDQs before that, right? Seeing, you know, yeah. a lot of, okay. Because I, you know, I think it's funny to compare notes with people about when they sort of, you know, because, you know, like, for example, a lot of people would be like, ah, yes, the summer of 2012, Siglemic playing SM64, <laughs> you know, like, that's a common one. Or, uh, but like, Going from there to other things, it's it's interesting to see, you know, even as some of those things, Zelda, Mario, whatever, was very popular, like a lot of the stuff on the side was just sort of almost flukes. Um, but I guess I would then ask you, having watched it and having taken notice because you saw Devil May Cry being run, uh, when did you start thinking, yeah, let me do this myself? Uh, I want to say it was probably like around the time the devil may cry five got announced because uh around that time i just got out of like uh like being involved with someone that i was like pretty close with um it wasn't like a relationship or Mm -hmm. anything we were just really close for like multiple years or it was never an official relationship i should say uh this is gonna be sad boy hours by the way so strap in kids um but i remember having like all this time on my hands all of a sudden and I was like, well, I need to find something new here instead of just being sad all the time. Uh, so then Devil May Cry 5 got announced and I was like, mind blown, of course, you know. And I was like, well, I'm going to stream an entire... Because this, this is the classic, by the way. Is mm-hmm. You stream the entire Devil May Cry series like all the way through. That was the big thing when when I got announced. And then... I looked into doing other stuff with my stream and because I'm a pretty goal oriented person, I would say where I can't just be doing something aimlessly. I have to have some sort of goal behind it. And I was like, well, let me think about speed running. And then I was like, well, with DMC five coming out, maybe I'll want to speed run that. So maybe I should try and speed run something else in the meantime until that comes out. And then, so, <laughs> what was that then that you... Devil May Cry 2. <laughs> oh, okay. Because okay. Um, I was like... Um, I, I baited that out, by the way, that question. No. <laughs> See, I, I know but, some uh... Devil May Cry fans pretend that game don't exist. So, I, I, I'm always yeah, not I sure. Like, if, if I say Devil May Cry 2, they might say, what? What are you talking about? It just goes from yeah, 1 to 3. I, I'm not a revisionist as far as the series goes. <laughs> I'm very much somebody that chooses to just embrace like and just try to extrapolate what is there from the games, whether it's trash or whether it's good. Um, And with Devil May Cry 2, I was like, well, I would probably want to run Devil May Cry 3, but I don't want to possibly ruin my favorite game for myself. With Devil May Cry 2, I had really nothing to lose. If I didn't like speedrunning, it wasn't going to matter. Not like I liked the game. If I didn't like playing the game that much, it wasn't going to matter. Maybe I'll try something else that I like more. And I ended up liking the Devil May Cry 2 speedrun a lot because the, the first Devil May Cry 2 speedrun that I did was Lucia, Lucia's campaign. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is kind of cool. This is pretty all right. And then I also played uh, the Dante campaign for a while, and I ended up moving on to like Vanquish and DMC1 as well. 
um, and just kind of growing out from there. But the first one was was Devil May Cry 2 as, as sort of just like a cast your chips in and, and see what happens type deal. That's interesting that, you know, a lot of times, you know, I, I, this is a common question, right? Like in speedrunning circles, someone shows up and they say, I want to speedrun. What game do I run? And and the most common response is, you know, play a game you like. And yeah. I, it's interesting here that you're, you know, you were obviously eager to play this game that looked really cool and, you know, thank goodness ended up being uh, pretty cool. Uh, but, <laughs> but in the meanwhile, you're like, well, I guess I'll get my feet wet with this. <laughs> The least liked game in the series. <laughs> I, I know it's probably a very unorthodox approach because, like, obviously you want to have a lot of passion behind something that you're going to probably be putting a, a dozen, like, dozens of hours into. But for me, it was like, well, maybe there's also just something else here. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's something that I'm missing. Um, and it turns out that, like, that game is actually a really sick speed run. Mm-hmm. Um, and for both characters, there's like a bunch of tech as far as like movement and like health management and, and orb routing and everything that we even found. Like later on, like some runners consulted like the Japanese guidebook to find like orb manipulation mechanics and stuff. It was like it's a it's a very enigmatic game. It definitely like its development history definitely d- just does not do it justice at all. Mm-hmm. Heck, all right, okay, I'm gonna go. take a quick second here. I just want to re. Uh, we're getting a little bit of statics. Uh, so I'm just going to change regions. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. I think that fixed it. Discord was just sort of introducing some static to the call, and I just wanted to take a break. I can edit that out in post. Uh, Cool. Excellent. So on that note, then, we've talked about how you got into speedrunning. Now, were you were you sh- because you had learned about speedrunning through uh, GDQ, and you know you were likely probably watching runners at that point, and you probably already knew about Twitch, maybe from FGC stuff even. Uh, were you always streaming right from the start with speedrunning? Uh, no, it was something that like because I tried to do like casual stuff for a while, and then it was just like, well, I'm not gonna like for me, it's if I don't feel like watching something, why would somebody else watch it? And I was like, well, I don't want to watch somebody just do casual playthroughs all the time or just do something aimlessly. Like, cause for a while I was really big into Warframe. Um, and I streamed that for a little while and I was like, why would I watch somebody stream this? I wouldn't. So, uh, no, no disrespect for any Warframe content creators out there. Um, but I was like, well, speedrunning seems like something, definitely something I would watch more. So uh, let me try that. And so then at what point do you now, do you end up doing more, more speedrun streaming then? Was it maybe with DMC5 actually coming out or? Uh, I pretty much streamed um, like Devil May Cry 2, Vanquish, and DMC1. I streamed that through the end of 2018. Um, And then. Did not I didn't stream for like two months. Uh I think I started like summer of twenty eighteen and then like November, December I just didn't stream at all. Um and then come January, up through the release of DMC five, I did like a I tried to just speed run whatever I felt like. Um I wanted to get more into like I, I did um Devil May Cry four stuff, I did DMC one stuff, I did some DMC three stuff. It wasn't very good DMC3 stuff, but, you know, it was still DMC3 stuff. Um, I just tried to, like, fill out a catalog, 
so the 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 resume even looked more impressive <laughs> you know it's like sure, oh sure. this guy stream, streamed this stuff and so maybe now we should go to him for devil may cry 5 i also ran the reboot for a little while too mm. uh like i said i'm not a revisionist i, I play everything <laughs> in the series <laughs> the games do exist it's time we stop acting like they don't well on that note then i want some i want some takes here uh i'm gonna ask of all the runs that you have done what is your favorite Definitely Devil May Cry 5. Definitely Devil May Cry 5. I thought so. Yeah. yeah That's, you, oftentimes I can guess that one. It's the flip one that I don't know. What is the least favorite of all the, the runs The least done? favorite. Let me actually just pull up the speedrun.com profile. This is I'm usually pretty what sure happens. I know the answer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but I just want to make sure. Yeah, it was RE7. The DLCs for DLC, <gasps> not a hero. Okay, not, not a, a hero, hero specifically. Interesting. Yeah, not a hero specifically. Because End of Zoe was pretty all right. But like RE7 as a speed game is like you kind of do something for a few minutes and then you sit there and wait. And it's like, all right, well, this is this is why I make the joke that a lot of RE7 runners, they run RE7 because they can just vape in between the uh in between the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's like it's not nearly as engaging as a lot of the other stuff that I did because I even ran like Zone of the Enders two for a while. And oh, you did Zone of the Enders two? Cool. Yeah, I, I probably like- should have sent you that video too, but it wasn't a PB that I was like really proud of. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna not. <laughs> but Zone of the Enders two was great. Like I, I want to say, like looking at this profile, there's some stuff I ran for the memes, like Wanted Weapons of Fate and Assault Spy. And those I had like a ton of fun with, but like RE7, that was another thing that like, I haven't run that, that, that shit in like two years. Mm. That was another thing where it was like, I had just played RE7 and I was like, all right, this seems cool. This seems like a popular speed game. Let me try the DLCs and stuff. Cause they're shorter runs. And I eventually I just was just like, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting to me. I feel like with a lot of modern games, uh, you run into these situations where, uh, you know, people look to these DLC campaigns for shorter speedruns, and I've always been sort of, like, mixed on it. Like, right now, I'm high on it, but that's just because mm-hmm. I did that. I did the thing, and I took it to yeah, GQ. Yeah. So, like, of course, <laughs> I love it right now, but I but I know it's always, it's always a mixed bag on whether or not that's something that's effective, and it's, it's funny that you know, not a hero kind of panned out like that for for you. One more take, yeah. which is okay. a game that you would like to speed run, but either, you know, for time reasons or because it doesn't fit with what you're doing right now, you haven't gotten around to it. Um, I mean, immediately PS2 Shinobi springs to mind. Um, that is a game that, like... I don't know if you played Killer is Dead, but I always call Killer is Dead, like... It's a Suda51 game where you play a dude with a katana and a mechanical arm. Um, as Suda tends to do, but I always call Killer is Dead like the easier PS2 Shinobi, and PS2 Shinobi is just like the runs for that are just so crazy to see because it's all based on like essentially just not getting hit, and it's all based around like efficiently clearing the room in a certain order, uh, and just like overall really really good execution. It's a pretty short run too, I think. RTA, I think it's probably like sub 40 minutes or something um but you like the current rules you have to just do it all deathless and it's a it's a crazy cool run um the other one i want to think here for a second it's like because there's there's one i know that i'm just totally forgetting and it's like right there but 
Oh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. That's the other one. <sighs> okay. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Yeah, very on brand, I know. Mm, yeah, no, that makes um, sense. That makes sense. That was a game that, like, in a in a pre-DMC5 world, that was, like, one of the saviors, you know, of action games. That was mm-hmm. that game, playing that one uh, after a drought of, like, anything remotely decent as far as action games was concerned was, uh, was refreshing, to say the least. Mm-hmm. So... I like to check in on this because we've talked about FGC stuff. We talked about speedrun stuff. That can be a lot of repetitive button pressing. Do you have any particular approaches to health when it comes to you know hands, wrists, uh, also just I don't know posture, sitting? Mm-hmm. I would say my posture is pretty bad, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> it's probably something that I, I should get better about, but. Uh, every now and again, I definitely like try and get up and just like walk around and. Um, stretch the hands out and everything i probably should look into like i want to look into specific exercises and stuff uh, especially with like uh because i used to i used to grind out like four or five hours of training mode a day for marvel 3 with like viper and stuff just because she had like she had stuff where you would have to do like tiger knee inputs like from a from a dragon punch mm-hmm. uh in, and you had to do that multiple times for like effective like keep away stuff and now with like dmc5 virgil there's gonna probably be similar problems there with execution just because of how like he works but um definitely like it's something that i i am aware of like i need to just do more of but it's definitely like i don't i try not to sit down for too long at a time uh don't like snack a whole lot even when i'm sitting down um and just make sure that like i'm not I guess pushing myself yeah, like yeah. more than feels more than feels good. Well, maybe maybe an adjacent question then. Since I know we're talking about action games, uh, how about some controller hot takes? And you can include you know any any sticks in this if you want. Uh, your favorite controller? Uh, the DS4. A DS4. Man, yeah, people are so DS4. split on the DS4. It is wild why it's like it's such a good controller man i will say though the dual sense though i'm I'm liking the dual sense so far but uh the ds4 is just like such a a perfect controller like i've used that thing since like 2014 and it's i've it's never felt like bad to use i've never felt like you know fuck this controller or Mm -hmm. anything um and unless it got like too old or something you know i've had to replace controllers but yeah, it's just it's such a good one, dude. It's so good. What about the flip side then? You, do you have a least favorite controller? The least favorite, um, it was probably like the 360 pad. Oh yeah, the 360 game pad. Yeah, that the D pad on that was the just D-pad. atrocious. Yeah, it was. Uh, it felt like I don't know. It was like it, it's like when you're trying to hold like a bottle of shampoo that's just like too big in your hands, and then you're just like. Now you have to hold it with two hands in order to effectively wield it. And then it's just like, no, I can't do this. So then you have to set it down on the shower shelf and then pump it out that way. I know it's really weird. I'm losing you. But no, 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 no. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, like I, I have a I have a bunch of buddies who are uh, actual actual fighting game players. Mm-hmm. And um and I feel like I feel like for whatever reason, the analogies that they use always end up with like very mundane like, very i want to emphasize when i say shower things i'm not talking anything weird and nothing i'm just saying the mundane stuff just like yeah yeah <laughs> somehow it ends up there uh yeah or, or, or something along those lines 
So that's that's very very funny. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I've heard <laughs> the, the 360 D pads awful for for such a long time. The buttons now. also were like I remember the the base Xbox pad being like also pretty pretty atrocious, mm-hmm. especially the the, the, the Duke themselves. Or the S? Just the the base Xbox one where it was just like the buttons were like just needles pressing mm-hmm. into your thumb, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so they fixed that with the 360, but then they just like totally screwed up the D pad still. And I was like, I'm I'm out. <laughs> no, that's that's extremely fair. Uh, so here's here's a general sort of question before we get into some of the specific game stuff, but uh, I like to ask sometimes: uh, Do you have? And you can answer one of the two ways. Uh, do you have a mission statement when it comes to speedrunning, or do you feel like you fulfill a particular role? And your role can be, you know, your glitch hunter, routing, execution, etc. Um, I wouldn't say I like specifically have a mission statement. It's just kind of like I just play the games that I'm interested in and just try and get better at them and just try to understand them more. I mostly just come from the perspective of like I always consider myself a student. I always consider. Uh, every day to be like a learning experience. I don't ever think that, um, you know, I know everything about a game. Um, I always try to look for new stuff in, in weird places. I always try to listen to everybody and learn from everybody. Um, I would say that like, as far as a role, I would say probably like routing is my strongest thing. Uh, as far as like laying the groundwork for people, Mm -hmm. um, and like doing tutorials and stuff, to get a lot of people started like there was um one of my friends uh was re- like really wanted to learn devil may cry one as a speed run and this was before like my tutorial came out for the game um he was like this was gonna be like the first game he speed ran and everything and so i just gave him my notes and i was like hey if you have any questions just let me know and like he ended up surpassing me pretty quickly uh just because i taught him too well um and now he's like second on the leaderboard. So um, he like to me teaching people and bringing everybody like trying to bring everybody up either to your level or past your level. I would rather be fourth on a leaderboard that's just like totally stacked than you know first in a one horse mm-hmm. race. So um, that is something that I really try to do is like a lot of routing, a lot of note taking, a lot of tutorial stuff. So. Yeah, so it sounds like you're pretty because I, I guess maybe I'm you know maybe less familiar with some of the the Devil May Cry community stuff, but it sounds like you really you know maybe this is unsurprising coming from FGC. You're really interested in a lot of the uh, community building aspects for speedrunning. Yeah, and like for a while, I think I was too heavily focused on like the vague idea of what a community is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best advice somebody gave me was just you know focus on yourself and instead of this vague idea of a community, and people will come you know eventually. Uh, and then you can teach them when they're finally there. Um, so for for a while, I, I peeled back on on some things, and it was just like I just need to just focus on myself for a little while. And then people started like interest started picking up in the series again, and it was like okay, now I can I can jump in where I'm needed again. Yeah, you know it's funny too when it comes to uh, that. I guess the element of like making community happen like sometimes i think you just have to sort of you know take the game on the road you know sell it to people i feel like that's because we can talk about community building in terms of tutorials and directly reaching out to people and stuff like that 
But you know what? I, I'm thinking of some other. Like r- recently, I had uh, a Yakuza runner on the the pod, and Yakuza speedrunning was pretty quiet. And I think some of the recent outings at you know events have really helped that series. And so I feel like it's kind of a similar thing where you know if you really want to sell your game, a big part of it is just you know doing the routing yourself, taking it to events, things like that. Um, so it's just it's just neat. You know, I, I think that to think about the full scope of community and not get so fixated on no one will play my game if i don't have you know a tutorial or something like that like don't yeah. worry, you know don't fixate on a specific thing but you know, think about the the full scope of it yeah it's it's interesting because like up until very recently outside of like maxi nobody was submitting like any dmc to like any big events really um so the series was also pretty quiet um and uh, Froob actually ran Devil May Cry 5 for a little while. I don't know if he told you that. Um, but he was... Um, having him run the series was was really good uh, because he was somebody that came, you know, totally from the outside, essentially. And that, I think, was one of the, I think, shining examples of, like, us coming together to welcome new people was when that game dropped. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people came in. A lot of, like, new people enjoyed it. Uh, and instead of, you know, like forcing the issue, it was like people just came and we helped them and then they enjoyed it. And now, like, the series has picked up a lot more and you see a lot more people just submitting it to events. Like, it's not just myself, Waifu, and Maxi anymore, uh, which is really good to see. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. I, I think the, one of my first close-ups was, uh, you know, because I was at, at TwitchCon 2019 and so... I got to see uh, Waifu backstage furiously trying to <laughs> download DMC3. Oh, I remember hearing that story. That's <laughs> something I got to see from like five feet away, which was uh, quite quite the the story. Well, let's let's focus on on DMC5 now. The specific uh, run that I watched uh, was the one that you had sent me, which was the 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 Thunderthon uh, new game Human. Uh, so maybe let's finish the story from earlier then. Because uh, you had said, you know, you saw Devil May Cry 5 was coming. And mm-hmm. you're like, let me dip my, you know, get get into speedrunning, do a bunch of other games. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 arrives. How does that go? Like, where do you start? Are you just like new game human right away? <laughs> how, how? What is the experience of running that game at launch? Uh, it was interesting because, like, I took the week off of work to play that game. Mm. Um, as, you know, nerds tend to do. And so it's it's justified. Don't worry about it. Um, as so, long as the game comes out, and doesn't get delayed. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Cyberpunk. Sorry. Um, so I took off and I fell in love with the game as I knew I would. And at the time, we were not totally sure how to start a new game file uh, when the game first dropped. So all of us were playing like New Game Plus uh, because for some reason. Capcom decided that they're not going to do any save files in a game that's not titled Resident Evil 2 or 3 post-2008. Why? I don't know. Because DMC's a redheaded stepchild or something. I don't get it. Uh, Give me a second here. um, I'm just going to flip things again. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Discord, I got to research this because I have this problem sometimes in another podcast where there'll just be little pops and... You know, I want to. I want to make sure you're getting the best to do here. But anyway, continue. You can hear me still. Yeah, no, you sound you sound crystal clear again. Excellent. So, um, at the time we were all like, "Oh, okay, so we're just gonna play New Game Plus for a while until somebody figures this thing out." And 
I think day three of routing. Um, it was like day three. It was like it was definitely week one. Two like big things happened, which was number one, somebody discovered how broken the Faust hat was, um, which was Mechorazium, who's uh, the world record holder for DMC four. Um, he was like. I'm telling you right now, dude, all the routing that we did for Dante, none of it means anything. And I was like, you're joking. Cause he, he's somebody that will like sometimes overreact to things. And I was like, you're joking, dude. Like no way. Um, and then he shows me videos of him, like deleting a boss with the money gun in like two seconds, you know, or whatever. And, and I was like, Oh no, Oh, this just won't do. And that same week, somebody came along and got like a free world record based off of their loading times because we didn't have a load remover for like the first two months. And at that time, the difference in load removing like loads on a good PC versus a bad PC was like seven or eight minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So he did like a, a semi fast casual playthrough uh, and got like a world record. Uh, this is before the leaderboards opened up, I think, because mm-hmm. uh, we had like an embargo on them for the first yeah, couple of months. Yeah, no, that's, that's good practice. Well, first first yeah. couple of months, uh, first couple of weeks, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so at the time, fortunately, I had been made aware of this guy named Lost Feather, um, who's a Chinese runner. He did like Sekiro and some other stuff, uh, but he did like new game Devil Hunter. And... Um, a friend of mine said to me, like, I don't know why this guy's doing new game Devil Hunter. You should just do new game human because it's just going to be faster. And I was like, well, maybe Devil Hunter's got like different strats and stuff. I've tested a lot of the strats. They're all the same. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the the run is just like 15 minutes longer for the heck of it. And um, so I started running new game human and. And I was like, yeah, this is this is the category right here. Like, this is this is the good stuff. And I, I pretty much immediately, as soon as all the Faustat stuff came out and and all that sort of fun stuff, I was just like, yeah, I'm not playing New Game Plus um, at all. So I just moved over to New Game Human like pretty much immediately, and I just ran that for a long time. We eventually got the loader mover, which uh, by that point, I think everybody was sort of soured on the person that was a. Uh, you know, getting these free world records, mm. mostly because they were a jerk about it. Oh, but that's no good. Uh, I mean, I love. No, being, I like but... being an RTA person. I'm, I'm that sort of monster who <laughs> I want to know how long it's going to take me. You know, like, I don't care about comparing skill, but at the same time, like, of course, if you're going to be a jerk about, it, don't be a jerk about it. Yeah, that was. I think that was the thing. Was like because we all knew there was a difference, right? It was just that nobody was a jerk about it. Uh, we were like, we probably need a load remover, but for now, we're all just going to enjoy the game and getting better and like, you know, building each other up, etc. And then there's the person that comes in is like, why don't you just overclock your RAM? And it's like, maybe people don't have like a computer like that, dude. Maybe you should just not <laughs> today or ever. That's like, I mean, I in some old PC games too. People will go really overboard and load the whole game into a RAM disc to have the entire game within RAM. Oh my god, I haven't even heard of that before. Yeah, that's a, that's a GTA <laughs> meme. That's uh, well, again, you know, we're talking early two thousands PC games. Yeah, like, for sure. Know, so it has to be has to be small enough. But uh, I am look, I'm looking at the leaderboard, and I noticed that there is there's you know new game, new game plus, and then there's new game plus Faustless. Was that yeah, when did that yeah. happen? That happened. Uh, let me actually check the the forums for that one because that one came along a 
little while later. Um, let me see here. Doesn't it's not actually going to tell me the time frame. So people like cried and cried and cried for like a Faustless category, and it was like, well, you haven't done any runs with it. Like, oh, okay, I was about know, to ask. People, I was like, did any of those people do runs? No, no, those people did not do runs, okay. you know. Yeah. It was like, oh, we're just going to cry for this and uh, ask for these things. And, oh, where's this difficulty? Where's that? Why is there not a glitchless category, even though at the one time there was only one glitch on one level? Um, and so eventually I was like, I looked over it and I thought to myself, well, it does significantly change everything that Dante will do in New Game Plus runs to not have the Faust hat. So... I ended up asking the community, like, hey, do you guys want this to be added now? And it was pretty much unanimous, like, yes, sure. So I added it, and then, like, three people ran it. And uh, the higher difficulties, Techtheist and I ended up um, running, and we started doing stuff like dying to enemies in order to use red orbs to revive and take, like, half of a boss's health and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that ruined the higher difficulties for people somehow. <laughs> I was like, we just can't get a dub, dude. Like, we just can't. <laughs> and, um... But, yeah, that was something that came along a little bit later. Um, didn't do it for New Game just because Faust doesn't... Like, you get to earn Faust in yeah, New Game. Yeah, so yeah, I, was yeah, like, yeah. I, I pretty much put my foot down, and I was like, no, we're not doing that. Uh, but for New Game Plus, like, you can just have infinite red orbs, basically, and just murder everything. Um, but, yeah, that was something that, like, I briefly dipped into um, and then just dipped back out. I was like, I'm good, thanks. So now, do you have uh, future plans for where for Devil May Cry Five is going for you right now? Because it seems like you know, again, I'm, I'm creeping around this leaderboard, and you mm-hmm. know, of course, you have lots of things for uh, you. You got some platforms as subcategories. You have uh, the difficulties as subcategories, things like that. Uh, and then I, I notice what I can only assume are, uh, and I assume NMG is no major glitches. Yeah, that's just something that I added like this week because okay. somebody because people were right. people were asking because like yeah yeah and so it, at some point like there came a point where we found like the the skips with V mm-hmm. where you get shot out of bounds and that changed mission five it changed mission seven to the point where like V became meta again instead of Nero which I was very upset about but I was like <laughs> well it's gonna save like two minutes I love playing Nero dude that that character is so fun um one of the best strats in the game was just gone and uh but then when you started adding to play mission seven V uh it was probably gonna change mission nine at some point because Yamanaru uh one of the Japanese runners mm-hmm. Uh, found a like he started using a, a a skip on mission nine where you just skip like over a whole like other two fights or whatever it it skipped an entire skip basically. Oh, is that the one uh, where you all- you like ju- like you jump over uh, like a whole trigger for a fight or something? Or I might be thinking In- of different. No, that's that's the tree. That's the, that's tree, the tree skip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. and so the, the the coffin skip is um the one where you like teleport through the the barrier or whatever mm-hmm. but the one that he found was like right after tree you go over like this big pit that's to the right and it takes you right to the fight with the scissors and instead of like having to go through all these winding tunnels and do the cough and skip and everything it just takes you right there and it was just like well this is going to totally change the way that this level's played at some point at some point anyway um and on new game plus it changed mission four um 
So I was like, okay, that's fair. You know, the last time we had this discussion, the only glitch was mission three. So I added it and I just, it's, it's something to satiate people until Virgil drops on PC and on, you know, current gen consoles, because there is also like the Devil May Cry 5 special edition leaderboards, mm-hmm. which are not going to be open until the 26th. But okay. that I think is um, leading up to actually answering your question now. Right. So um, that's a big thing. That's certainly a part of it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, Special edition, I think, you know, until further notice of it maybe coming to PC, special edition is really where I see myself uh, just because of um, mostly because of Turbo. Turbo is um, a mode where the, for those that are unaware, um, it increases the work rate of the game by 20%. Um, So not only is it free time save, it just feels better. It's what three and four are played on. It's what uh, the definitive edition of reboot is played on. Um, it just makes the whole game faster. It makes everything just feel snappier. Um, and I, after playing on that on like the PS5, I can't go back to vanilla <laughs> at all. So plus, I was able to play Virgil uh, a month before everybody else. So until like further notice, that's probably where I'll be. Maybe I'll run no major glitches just to uh, just to help people out and be like, this is the route you should be using. Uh, you know, and maybe submit a couple of those runs. Like, yeah, this is this is where this category is at. Um, but I think special edition is definitely where um where I see myself as far as five. That that version definitely like reignited like my passion for that game all over again. Cool. That that's great. Yeah, honestly, it's cool to hear that. I feel like sometimes you get a uh, you know a, a a special edition or some other kind of version that can kind of make things worse. It can sour things. Sometimes it even happens with new games. The first patch will sour things or oh, something yeah. like that. Uh, but it's good good to hear that. All right. Well, let's get let's get over to Resident Evil Five now. Of course, Resident Evil Five. Uh, is a game that you are going to be running for AGDQ. Um, no, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Yep. Like, no, I got there right. And of course, the 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 run I had watched for this was also a, a Thunderthon run uh, that you had done with the same the same co op partner, right, Abu? Yeah, yeah. It was okay. with Abu Karmo. Yep. Yep. So with with Resident Evil Five, I know you mentioned earlier this was actually your first Resident Evil. At what point did you go into to speedrunning it? Uh, it was actually this year. Um, and funny enough, this is the this is the funniest part about it is like, um, I, I don't know what it is where I just don't want to ruin things that mean a lot to me. But um, so you know, with Devil May Cry two, it was a game that didn't mean a whole lot to me. Kama was not somebody that I knew until this year. Mm. Um, and he and I met in waifu's chat and I was making a joke at the time how like waifu wouldn't play DMC five co-op with me. He wouldn't do other co-op with me. I was like, he's not actually my friend, man, you know, or whatever, just making some dumb joke. And, uh, I was like, we should speed run this. And he's like, he's like, I don't like speed running co-op games, dude. And I was like, yeah, I know. I'm just giving you a tough time. And then, uh, Kamu goes, yo man i'll speed run with you i'm your friend and i was like oh yeah for sure dude and then like later on like 20 minutes later he messages me and is like if you're down to speed run re5 or six i'm totally with it and i was like yo let's do it you know because again it was like i don't have anything to lose at that point you know and so then we sat down we watched the run together um started practicing and then just the rest is history so we ran re5 and re6 together and we were just like, this is this this game is sick, and we really wanted to just take the game further. So we ended up grinding for a world record in it and making a tutorial for uh, for new game amateur as well. 
That's interesting that it all came in this this last year too. That's really, I think that what that speaks to too is just like the the cool connections you can make in speedrunning when you when you speak yeah. up. I think it's like a really really interesting example of that. Uh, so now with this game, one thing I wanted to ask about is having noticed it from watching that Thunderthon vod. Uh, what? What is the impact of of the disconnects? Because it seems like disconnects. Now, again, you're playing this co-op and you're playing this online, uh, and it seems like these disconnects are kind of are kind of an issue. Are they the sort of thing where they can really kill runs, or is it is it in game timed in such a way that it won't impact it? Like, what's what's going on there? Uh, it definitely kills runs. Um, up until recently, we didn't know of a way to so. RE5 does this really weird thing. So I'll use um, I'll use DMC4 and DMC5 as an example here to illustrate like um, save file, like the way some save files go uh, on games that Capcom does that only have one save file. So RE for DMC4 and DMC5, if you just desync your Steam Cloud, you can move in new files and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and just have like anything offhand that you want. So you know, like I know even somebody for a while that with DMC5 had save files where the checkpoints were at different bosses so they could just move that in to go and practice a boss or something like that it's a pretty you know in lieu of actually having save files in the game there's not a bad system to have and in dmc4 you can even put your save file as read only and then you can just do resets that way Mm -hmm. um for re5 when you make a save file if you're online the game will only read that file. So if you delete your save file and you're online, the game's like, well, your save file that is particularly tied to your Steam ID is not in the folder. Uh, would you like to try and load it? And it's like, no. <laughs> I would like to create a new save file, actually. Well, we're not going to allow you to do that. So basically, until recently, we didn't know of a way to have a permanent save file. Uh, in order to do runs, uh, you know, that would be valid for the leaderboard. So if you disconnected, the person that was second player would lose everything. Mm-hmm. So, the, and they wouldn't have anything unlocked. They wouldn't be able to like buy a rocket to, and so we would disconnect. There were times where we disconnected on the final QTE, like when Wesker says global saturation. Of course. We would disconnect there and we would just lose the entire run. And that actually stopped us from running the game for a few months until Kamu moved and got better internet. Mm-hmm. Um, we also started paying attention more to like what servers we were on when we would when we would connect, um, just because well we don't want to risk a disconnect. So if we got like an American server um, or maybe even a Canadian server or something, we were fine with that. But if it was like somewhere over in like Portugal or Spain or uh, even Mexico or something or um, like, oh, this is a European server. Like, no, we don't want to use a UK server. Uh, what the heck, dude? But so I actually forgot that those disconnects were in in uh, that run um, when in I sent the it to you. Run? Oh, yeah, yeah, the uh, in in the shots fired run that we did recently, uh, there was actually like zero disconnects. So it's either if you get disconnects, you're probably going to get at least like one or two, but. Otherwise, it's like smooth sailing. Okay, um, that's good. I'm, I'm glad if you take some precautions, you can influence it. That would be a real yeah. bummer otherwise. That was actually why we played on the New Game Plus file for that. Not only because uh, it actually like allows us to do the, the bid war for all the costumes, which is, like I think, a bigger reason um, you know, for audience engagement as well. Um, but it's also just because 
we don't want to have to set up like a new save file by going offline, getting somebody invited. So then it actually creates an offline save file. Then you can go. It's a, it's a whole process. Just play on the new game plus file. Just start up, up back where we were. Keep it pushing, you know? Um, but yeah, there, I would say that it's definitely a boon of RE5 runners. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that it's so bad that you should just never run the game. Um, it's definitely something that go in. you go into it understanding that that's a possibility, just like any sort of online run. But um, it's not like... I, don't, I wouldn't call it like super crippling to the game's uh, game as a speedrun. All right, since you're since you're taking this game to AGDQ, I wanna I want you to call your shot right now. Tell me what what piece of tech in RE five do you think is gonna hit the biggest for an audience? Um, it's probably gonna be the uh, the nade skip on chapter two one. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's gonna be when Kamu hits um, Kamu hits the uh, the Joel quick kill where he has to fire at her that chest and her leg good. seven times. Yeah. And then, you know, Chris has to shoot the, the flash nade into grabbing her. If he does that, like, super clean, and I know he's going to because he practices, uh, and he's like, he, he carries me, you know, and all that fun stuff now. Uh, he's really good. He's a very talented runner. Um, but if he hits that, like, super clean, everybody's going to just pop off yeah. like, oh, you know, like, I think that those are probably the two big like whoa moments of the game mm-hmm. is uh, the nade skip where you just toss it right over the awning and boom, uh, you know, you just walk through the door. Um, what else is there in, in that game that's like super good? Yeah, uh, it was interesting. I, I had just assumed that this game must have been in a GDQ recently, but I, I searched GDQ VODs. Do you, have you checked this? Do you know the answer? Yeah, it's uh, 2011. Yeah, it there's no VOD even, right? And, uh, no, there's a VOD. Oh, there is a VOD. Okay, VOD doesn't have it linked then. Okay. It's Carsey and, um, was it like Rule of SOTN or something yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Reign of SOTN? Yeah, Reign of SOTN, yeah. That was really, I, I, um, I just assumed it must have shown up again at some point, but now it's, that's very cool to see it back. Yeah. And I'm was, sure the run will be a little different too. Oh yeah, because, uh, that run that they did was, uh, New Game Plus. Mm. And it was like two hours. And yeah. so running on new game now, we're going to be shooting for like a, our estimate is like a 145, but we really want to pull off like a sub 140 mm-hmm. um, because that's when runs, you know, tend to start looking good. Um, but um, I had even talked to Carsey about the game like a while before I started running it. And uh, I was like, well, why don't you run RE5? That seems like a pretty cool run. And he was like, and I didn't even know that at the time, you know, he had done the GDQ run. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you know, I." he's like, oh, you just kind of hit checkpoints and then you get a good time or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I guess fair. And I was like, well, you could just try a new game. And he's like, new game's probably fun. And I was like, okay. And so um, I ended up running the game. And then I was like, man, who did? I, I thought to myself when we were submitting, I was like, well, who did the last RD5 run? <gasps> and it was Carsey. And I was like, oh okay everything just falls into place now here everything makes a lot more sense but that was a big reason that when we submitted it to agq i felt like it had a really good chance to get in was because it had been nine years uh for a totally different category yeah Yeah, no that makes sense that makes sense uh so with do you have now obviously taking the gdq cool goal 
Uh, you yeah. have any other planes? Uh, the DLC categories, anything like that for for RE5? We did run uh, Desperate Escape uh, for a little bit. Uh, that's a decent one. There's like a neat out of bounds that you can do by like you you drop down off a ledge, and for some reason, if you do it like at an angle, the game just lets you phase through a wall like off to the side, and then you can just run up to the final cutscene. But like Lost in Nightmares and Desperate Escape. Um, they're both really grindy categories because they're maybe like 15 minutes tops Mm -hmm. and they're both timed by in-game timer. So, um, it's real weird. Uh, they're also kind of heavy on RNG. So we were thinking about running RE6 again. Uh, but other than that, once we, once we come back and uh, like our goal before AGDQ is to take uh normal veteran and professional world records for a new game. Um, and then after AGDQ, we'll probably put the game down for a while. Um, maybe improve amateur a little bit too. Um, but we, we, there was something where we're like, we were trying to find another game to run together, like Borderlands or, um, or, uh, Dead Space 3. Dead Space 3 is not a great speed game though. Uh, it's just kind of like you run and then somebody does an out of bounds clip. You hit a checkpoint and then you just keep running. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Kamu said to me at some point, he was like, you know, we probably shouldn't just force the issue. You know, he said, you know, maybe we should, we've had a good couple of runs, you know, and we don't want to, you know, like force doing co-op runs yeah, with each other. Yeah, no. Um, and I thought that was, that was pretty profound of him to say. Um, so I would say outside of like, just, maybe just kind of you know reigning supreme over the uh the new game records for for re5 that's probably like our ultimate goal but after that i'm i'm not sure where we'll go with that maybe like no merchant or something but yeah okay well let's start let's start winding down now i do want to ask uh generally if you could get any game i know you know you've already done double may cry 5 at gdq mm-hmm. you're doing resident evil 5 Beyond those, if you could take any game to to a GDQ event, what would that be? Um, any game to a GDQ event, it would either be, um, you know, obviously Devil May Cry Five Virgil, mm-hmm. notwithstanding. Um, either Devil May Cry Reboot or Vanquish. Okay. Um, I would say those are both tied, but like Vanquish is. Vanquish maybe tops the list because Vanquish was the second game I ever learned to speedrun, so that would be nice. That'd be cool. Vanquish hasn't been there in a while. I'll be. I don't know. I don't know if you have plans to submit it, but I would definitely be rooting for it. Uh, I'd have to. Uh, I have to get better at the game first. I'm a few it. minutes off world records, okay. so okay. I w- I'm not like obviously you know like world, war culture is a, is a big thing. But mm. uh, to me, for me to bring a game to an event, I want to be very close to what is considered yeah. the pinnacle in order to represent the game in a way that I would see fit. So absolutely. Um, and and a game like Vanquish definitely means a lot to me because it's another game that you know in a in a pre DMC five world. Um, it was also like a breath of fresh air, um, especially being a third person shooter. It was so for the time, it was just very different, even with the, uh, you know, the, the gray and and white color palette of the 2010s and 2000s. Uh, it's a, it's a really cool run too. So, okay. So one of the things I like to do with this interview series is to add some connective tissue to carry on, you know, to get my previous guest, to give my next guest a question and so forth. Uh, my previous guest uh, had this question for you, which was, this is Brian Otto, uh, okay. had this question, uh, if you could take one trick 
from one of your speed games and put it into another speed game, <laughs> what would that? What would you do? Um, Dan, that's actually a really good one. Um, that's like that's really deep. Uh, there's like so many, there's so many ideas here. Um, I would probably take, um, I would probably take the V clips from DMC five and apply them to, um, probably apply them to DMC, um, three, just because, um, there's some rooms in DMC three that are just a pain, and I would just like to be able to just leave them. And there's some uh, there's some levels in DMC three that are just like, no, I don't want to play these levels. So I would just like to be able to clip out of bounds and just go go through them all. It's either that or um, I would like to take the um, a trick. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you would call it. No, nah, I don't know. I would like to be able to take the um, the skips from Devil May Cry 4 and put them into Devil May Cry 5 because the skips in Devil May Cry 4 use uh, inertia and momentum in order to like get over gaps and stuff. Uh-huh. And a lot of that a lot of that manipulation is gone in in DMC5, mm-hmm. so I would like to use those. So um but i would say definitely just being able to skip a lot of a lot of dmc3 would be really cool so (laughs) going out of bounds there would be nice so now that does mean that i need uh from you a question for my next guest uh who is a speedrunner i can tell you that but i don't i'm not gonna tell you anything else about them I'll, i'll tell you who they are once you give me the question Okay. It has to be related to speedrunning, right? It doesn't have to be related to speedrunning. I used to say it was, but then I had a few guests start calling it my bluff. I think it was <laughs> I think it was M. Sushi. Okay. He was like, favorite genre <laughs> of music. So you can make the question whatever, knowing that the audience will be, uh, the recipient of the question will be a speedrunner. Okay. Uh, I'd have to think on that one for a second. Yeah, so yeah, yeah take a just second. give me take a, a moment. Yeah. Hmm. So it can be as silly as you want. I think you know past questions yeah. have been like mix two consoles to make a new console. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can run through and give some other silly examples here. Uh, if you could resurrect a franchise or just like stories, like a, a gaming related horror story. Okay. As an example that we've had. Uh, if you could devote, if you could, if you could devote ten thousand hours, go inside a hyperbolic time chamber and practice a <laughs> game. You know that was one. That's a good one. I like that one. So yeah, it could be, could be whatever you want. Oh man, that's so tough. If you could say that you wrote one song, what song would it be? Okay, that's. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, this is gonna be great. So if you if you could take credit, you know, I guess songwriting credit uh, for for one song, what song? So my practice here. Actually, this person actually announced. Usually, I don't. You know, I I I don't want to put guests on the hook, so I usually don't uh-huh. announce who the guests are 
as a matter of course, just because, you know, if their schedule changes, I'm not going to be like, I can't believe, you know, you changed the schedule after I know. <laughs> like, no, it is not a big deal. Uh, this person did announce it on their stream. So I was actually, I wasn't sure if you were, <laughs> would have already known who it was, but uh, I will DM you the answer there for who oh, will be okay. answering your question. Uh, okay. That'll be, that'll be next week. I that should it. be a lot of fun. Uh, That's good. Future games uh, that you are excited to play. Obviously, I mean, Special Edition's already here for DMC5. Anything yeah, else upcoming that you're interested in? Not really a whole lot, honestly. Um, I mean, like, I guess I could have said, like, maybe, like, Demon Souls or Miles Morales, but they're both here already, so mm-hmm. that was, like... And that with them off the table, I'm just like, I really don't know. Um, I don't really get excited for a whole lot of games, man. Uh, it's, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to come by with me. Um, it was like, like all the PS5 launch stuff I was really excited for. Oh, I know. Right. Um, it was, uh, Scarlet Nexus. That was the one. Mm-hmm. Scarlet Nexus. It was a, I think it's a, uh, I forget who it was by. I think it was by Namco. Uh, it's like an action RPG. Okay. Uh, really really heavy like astral chain vibes from it yeah so. oh yeah i think i remember that trailer that trailer was like the summer came out right or something i trying to I'm trying to yeah, remember yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah okay okay i was trying to think if i if i had thought if i had heard of that game i was like oh yeah yeah, yeah the namco action rpg do, do you keep up with any any fighters or any fighters coming out that would you know do you that you you excited for in the future um i think after after dbfz um I kind of like started getting jaded on a lot mm-hmm. of like current stuff. So, um, not at the moment, but like I was, I was looking at Guilty Gear Strive for a little while, but I just, I didn't really like what I saw. Um, so not at the moment, no. Okay. Yeah. That's for hopefully soon. Hopefully, hopefully, right? Hopefully, yeah. hopefully things will get better. <laughs> we say in late 2020. That's uh, true. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Uh, where should people find you? What will you, obviously you know? I've mentioned the GDQ run a bunch of times, but like, what are your channels? Where should people be looking for you? So my Twitch is obviously Twitch.tv/decosmic. Twitter, you can find me at the same handle, Twitter.com/decosmic. Uh, my YouTube is decosmic runs. Um, that's just the whole URL is just YouTube.com/slash you know. I think it's what is it channel or is it just backslash then D cosmic runs? I don't YouTube remember. URLs don't make sense. Uh, like sometimes there's a slash C slash then the name. And yeah, sometimes you can so make weird. a URL that's just youtube.com slash the channel name. I don't get it. YouTube's too confusing. It's, it's so weird. Yeah. But that's that's really the big three places you can yeah. find me other than my Discord and stuff. And of course, all of those links, uh, if you're you know watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, those links will be in the description as well as the links for the videos uh, that I watched in preparation for this. Uh, D Cosmic, thank you so much uh, for giving me your time. Yeah. Thank you for having me on, dude. Appreciate it. But I do need one more thing from you. Uh, in order What's to that? properly conclude uh, an episode of Overboost, uh, and that is that I'm going to use a cheesy catchphrase, like, let's boost on out of here. And then okay. when I say that, I need you to give me your best rocket engine noise. Okay. All right. <laughs> All Folks, right, I'll do my best. <laughs> Folks, thank you so much for listening. Let's boost on out of here. Brrr.